I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's one of the employee owners of Tab Computer Systems, Dennis Halnon. All of our uh, folks at Tab are employee owners, and we're looking for more. So if you're one of the 40% of folks that say they're going to leave their positions this year and you want to be not part of the 70% that's unhappy about the choice, come to TAB. Uh, we're looking for at least four more folks. So plenty of openings, and it's a great place to work. I've been there 32 years, working on my 33rd year. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, it's been a great great run. Happy to be there. Good good people to work for. And good. You know, now I get to work for the folks. I mean, it's great to work for TJ for so many years. But now I get to work for each other. And our customers, of course. Um, let's go back to your calls and let's see what Dorothy in Litchfield's got cooking out there. So, Dorothy, what were you saying? Uh, yes, I have. Um, I wondered what would cause my emails from a distribution list to no longer come through, even though my email is still on the list and even though it was re-put on by the people. I wonder if uh, it's going to a spam filter. No. No, it isn't. No. You so sure about that, Dorothy? Well, I looked in my junk folder. There was nothing. Okay, so where else are you going to look? I don't know. I know. See, there's more than one place. Uh huh. It could be being blocked by your email provider. Right. So who provides your email to you? Who's your post office? Oh, our wonderful OptOnline. Optimum. Oh, optimum. Mm-hmm. Well, you can you can call them and ask how the how the spam is filtered and what folder it's going to go to if they've marked it as spam. Um, it may be that it's hidden in your view. I don't know. Right. I, I don't know enough about how their email works. Um, but if you're if you're a customer of them, then you get tech support from them. So you may as well ask them. Yeah, and it's free. So okay. check with them. And for everybody else out there, this is a great reason to have, a, you know, a, an email account with somebody that you have a relationship with that you right. can rely on for stuff like this. Yep. All the people out there with the SNET.net accounts, you they're not getting this. <laughs> <Crazy>. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, get rid of those accounts. So yeah. that's where it probably is, Dorothy. Well, I'll check with them, but th- which leads me to the next question because we want to uh, cut the cord. Yeah. It- and um, I know I have to keep my internet, and I'll keep my internet with them. Mm-hmm. But um, we weren't sure. 
right now we we have uh, we had bought a couple years ago a smart TV, but we didn't hook it up to the Wi-Fi because I remember you saying uh, what could happen is it will re up do updates while you're watching something, and the TVs don't last as long. <laughs> no, they last. <laughs> oh, clearly, I was uh, affected you there, Dorothy. Sorry about that. Uh, so, a, a smart TV when it has the operating system built in. It, do, it, it does seem to me to do updates at the most inopportune times. So you turn on your smart TV, quote unquote. You want to go watch TV and it's got to do some sort of update. Now, they've gotten better. They have. So it may not be as big a deal. But you can configure it for the Wi-Fi. Get it on your, on your network. It'll probably want to do an update because <laughs> it's never been connected. So it will be doing that, period. Okay. Um, and then you can go ahead and use the apps that are built into the smart TV, whether it be Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever you're going to subscribe okay. to. And then you can get rid of your TV service from, and just keep the cable service from your your internet provider, and that'll keep your email box if you keep the cable service. That's the internet right. service. Right. And if I wanted to not keep their phone, he's still recommending Uma. Uma's still great if you want to get rid of your phone. Yeah, that'll okay. save you money. Only all you'll pay for is the taxes. It's, I think it's still the same deal. It's a free phone line. Okay. You buy the Uma phone, or or do you have a cell phone, Dorothy? Yeah, we're having a hard time with that one. My husband has to go get another one tomorrow, and we weren't sure even what to get. <laughs> mm. Well, look at the look at the pixels. I'm a big fan of the Google Pixels. Those are affordable, um, and they're premium phones. The Pixel Six is definitely a premium phone. I got the five, and I'm happy with it. The five. Yeah. I did see that there's a six out. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. My phone bill is twenty bucks a month. Oh, through them. Because I use Google Fi, Google Fi, and. I don't go ahead and do like you know a bunch of surfing while I'm mobile because I'm most of the time I'm driving when I'm mobile. <laughs> and, and if you're out and about, why would you want to look at your phone while you're out and about? See, we only use it just when we're out for for phone yeah. calls, you know. Yeah. So if you limit yeah. your, if you go and check out Google Fi, you only pay for what you use. And okay. My bill well, right is right now. We have track phone mm. for a year, and that'll that work. seems to work well. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> that'll keep your costs down. Okay, but going back to the television, so if I cut the cord, yes. will I need to be able to get uh, uh, sticks or something um, for yeah. the other televisions? Yep, you should get some sort of streaming device, whether it be what. You, what do you use, Dennis? I have Roku's. So, and you like those? I like them. I have Shield, the NVIDIA Shield. I love it. So you need a box to stream to your, your dumb TVs. You need to make them smart by plugging in a streaming brain. Okay, do you have to have a box or just a stick? A stick, a box, well, it, call it whatever it you like. Well, it comes in different formats, yeah. but uh, the most common one now is a stick. Yep. Okay. Okay, that's good. Right. If we have problems, I will call you back. Oh, great. That's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the one who was trying to call you on the nine. The, and the 800 the number? 1-800 number, so I told her. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, we had no idea. I mean, I, yeah. I was talking about running up the bill last week. We had a caller from Oregon, so he clearly wasn't using the, or, or, or Washington. They weren't using the long distance, but thank you very much, Dorothy. I didn't know if that was why we weren't getting calls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we love the show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dorothy. All right, bye-bye. All right, and now let's move on to, I want to see what Patty's got cooking out there. What's happening, Patty? Hi, good morning. Morning. I heard you talking about a VPN, a virtual private network. Can you explain, uh, give me a little bit more information on exactly what it is? Yeah, you you know, virtual private network. I mean, Dennis can get into the, some of the techno the, the real the real nitty gritty of it, but basically you're you're connecting with an encrypted connection to a third party. Okay. 
And so when you bring up the VPN, think of it like poking a hole. I think I think of it or visualize it like poking a hole in the internet. And instead of being on or, or think of yourself on the highway, but nobody can see you, you're invisible, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of feels that way now anyways because of the way people drive, but we won't go there. <laughs> um, so you're encrypted on the highway, completely invisible. And what, what you are poking out and doing your work on somebody else's systems. Right. It'll be on a network somewhere. Correct. And, 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 they, and if you look at ProtonVPN as a free service, yes, they yeah. talk about three countries. Oh, that's mm-hmm. what I was going to ask you. Is a VPN free? You can get them for free. Yes, you can. Proton's a good one. We'll put a link up there for you. Okay. Yep. And so when you poke out, though, what some VPN providers were doing were using your local DNS to get you from point A to point B. So when you did your, your searches, your DNS history was still being recorded. Not that you're doing anything wrong. <laughs> We're going to assume that. Um, but the point is of a VPN is privacy, right? So if, if, you're using, if somehow the VPN was using your local DNS, you weren't as private as you thought you were. You were poking out on somebody else's system surfing over there, but your local DNS was knowing, oh, Patty's going here, Patty's going there, interesting. And then they were selling that information to whoever wanted to know about it, right? So that's why we recommend OpenDNS so that you're, even that's a little more private. I assume Cisco's not selling your information. I assume but you know what that makes an asset of you and me. But I assume they're not. Um, so when you go ahead and surf through the VPN, now you're trusting the people whose VPN you're using. And like recently, NordVPN was hacked. Right. What was that called? Nord. Oh. So could Proton be impacted? Sure. Who knows, right? So, oh, my. But there's, there, they, of course, as you see all these hackings occur, these other companies are trying to make their tools more secure. They're not supposed to be logging where you're going so that, "Quote unquote," you can't be subpoenaed for what what information you were looking up. Again, not that you're doing anything wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Um, but a VPN is also going to give you a way to be more secure when you're on a, a public network. But you can also be secure within your own home if you wanted to be, right? So yes. that's that's another question. Then, do you, are are VPNs available for cell phones? Yeah. Oh yeah, I think Proton has an app that will that you run that creates that VPN. I think even the Google, the new, the Pixels give you the opportunity to turn it on. Now you're going to impact performance. How so? Well, when you're connect, let's say you're connected to the, connected to the. Let's not talk about cell phones, but PCs. Let's say your internet connection is 100 megabits, right? Mm-hmm. And you're not encrypted. You're just surfing like crazy. You're happy to be seen on the network. When you do it through a VPN, there's a process of encryption that has to occur and decryption, right? That process of encryption and decryption through the VPN tunnel. Reduces performance. Okay. Yeah. Right. And remember, all of the traffic going in and out of your device is going through that tunnel. So everything you browse to is getting that encryption and decryption activity. So, yeah, it puts overhead on what's going in and out of the device. So it will slow it down. Correct. A little. Correct. A little. It depends on your, what you're doing. So some people go so, so far as to use a VPN on their firewall. Right, so you can establish all connectivity to the internet through your firewall with a VPN. Now your streaming, your internet usage. Now you're, I think you're going to cause a problem if you don't have a good bandwidth there. Oh yeah, that'll that'll really wreak havoc on streaming. Right, it can, it yeah. can. So you can pick and choose the things you want to use a VPN for when you want to use a VPN, um, and of course you definitely want to use it when you're in public on a public network of some kind. Okay, so if you're on a public network, that could be through the computer, through a laptop, or yep. through a cell phone. Correct. Yep. Okay. And Proton has uh, clients for Windows, Mac, 
um, Android, iPhone. I think they have them for all of them. So check out their Proton VT. There's other VPNs out there too. People will rank them. Okay, um, so just do a Google search. Yeah. Well, you can do a link. Go to our link for Proton first, and then you'll see what's there. And then if you want to do further searches, you can, depending on who you trust. Okay. All right. Okay. And then I was thinking also, um, you said that you have UMA. Can I used keep, to. Oh, you used to? Mm-hmm. Can you, can you keep your home phone number with UMA? Yep. Okay. Almost, almost all the time. There are a few monopoly exchanges out there that if you're like in a certain area in New York, in New York we found – there are certain monopoly exchanges that don't have to port the number away, um, but that's pretty rare. You'd be oh. able to keep your Windsor number. Okay, great. All right. You're in the, are you in the 688? Yes, I am. All right, very and cool. And I'm also getting uh, GoNet Speed on Monday. Oh, so, nice. So lucky. <laughs> they just came last week um, and put in the outside box, so they're coming Monday to put all the inside stuff in. What did you decide to pay for? How much speed? Uh, fifty nine ninety five the first year. Mm-hmm. The next year goes up ten dollars. But what did you, so you chose the hundred fifty meg up and down? Yes, that's right. That should be plenty. I think so. Enjoy it, Patty. We're I all heard, jealous. I heard about them through you guys, and I love your program. Well, thank you. We like you too. <laughs> Have a great day. <laughs> right, love you too. Bye bye. All right, let's move on to a quick break here because Carolyn's going to yell at me. I can't see her back there. I know she's back there. There she is. You can just see her eyes coming over, over them. <laughs> she's there. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Get to more of your calls. Joe, Gene, and Jeremy. Hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. Let's get right to your... <laughs> she brings Carolyn brings that music down like, wham. We'll get right back to your calls. I'm just giving you a hard time, Carolyn. You're doing fine. You're doing fine. Let's go to Jeremy and Thomas then next. What's happening, Jeremy? Hey, how are you doing? Good, sir. How are you? Good. Um, I just had a quick question about... Um, my aunt, unfortunately, had a stroke like five years ago. Mm. And she has all these documents on her computer, and she needs help getting them off. She can't remember her login password. Yep. And I remember like 15 years ago, I used to, you know, I have a hard drive enclosure. I'd take it out and search for all the files and remove them, but it's been so long. I don't know if you guys know of any software that's like a great piece of software to use for this type of issue. So there are ways to hack the operating system. Yeah, but I don't know if it's legal for us to tell you how to do it. Yeah. I was just going to take the hard drive out and this oh put it into an enclosure and then read the files already i just don't know the software anymore it's mine's out of of date i don't know if you guys recommend anything well well if you connect it to a window if it's a window system and you connect it to a window system you may have access to read it it. or you could boot it up as like a boot drive no 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 no. what you would do is you'd boot up a computer you know any windows computer and then plug this in, plug the drive into an enclosure, and then connect that to the computer that you've just started up. Um, and then you can just read the files on the drive as a secondary drive or an external drive. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. All right. And then you ask yourself, right. then what is a password worth, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, used to, I used to do it when, like, you know, the motherboard crashed in college, and I. Help someone out and get all their files and their papers off. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, no problem. Yeah, you should be able to do it that way, sadly, but that's the way, that's a way to do it. All right, thank you. You got Appreciate it. Sorry it. about your mom. No, bye. Bye. All right, uh, let's move on to this is why we talk about protecting ourselves from Microsoft. Yeah. Um, let's go to Joe in Watertown. What's happening, Joe? Hi, thanks for taking my call. Our pleasure. I got a question on you. We're talking about. Uh, these VPNs, I think they are. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a mobile hotspot on my phone. Yep. 
can you tell me uh, how safe that is and what's it about and how far uh, does it go out, uh, you know? Well, you can secure it for yourself. So you can create your own Joe SSID, and you can so you're turning on a Wi-Fi signal through your phone. And then oh. you have your laptop. Go find that SSID. Oh, Joe's SSID. And then you make sure you add a password. Um, to your SSID, then only you will log into that hotspot, and now you can go ahead and use the internet. Now that's not the same. So that's kind of like a private connection, right? It's not private though, but it's it's a it's a connection that's just between your laptop and your phone. But your phone, of course, is connecting to the cellular network, right? Okay. Um, so if you you would still have the issues of lack of privacy if you surf on that, um, as far as the network itself, right? How- how far out does that, uh, you know, if I'm on my phone, uh, can somebody uh, 30 feet away connect to that network? Not without your password. Okay, so I would have to have a password. You need to set a password on the SSID. Yeah, and I think most of the time, if you're doing that with any kind of a hotspot, it's going to force you to put in a password. Either that or it will come up with one right. and display it, and then you've got to use that to get in. Okay, and... Just out of curiosity, if I don't have a password, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, how far does that signal travel from my phone, distance-wise? As far as far as it does, I couldn't. It all depends on the quality of your phone, how well it can push out that signal. I mean, what do you think, Dennis? Ten, twenty, thirty, forty feet, fifty I feet, would think hundred 50, feet. I don't know. Probably fifty to sixty feet. Mm-hmm. You'd oh. have a good connection. Beyond that, it would tend to drop off. Yeah. Okay. And it, they, it might not really go much further than that. I, I've used it on my phone a few times. When, when I, uh, uh, if I'm out in a parking lot or something like that, and I want to do some Google search or something like that, and, mm-hmm. and like I'm, I'm not where any uh, network is, yeah. And I'll go to that, and I, uh, I would do a Google search or stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I just was wondering yeah. if, uh, if a car next to me. Yep. Uh, could use it. You know, he probably could. If you don't password protect it, they could. If I don't password protect it, yes. Okay. Yeah, and you can even have fun with people, right? You can, instead of having a Joe's uh, SSID, you can call it FBI Van 2345, right? Okay. You can start, you know, put some SSIDs on there that'll freak people out. Because um, <laughs> they'll see them. They just can't get to them. Okay. Okay, very good. I appreciate you, and uh, thank you for the information. All right, thank you, Joe. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, all right, let's go... Really? We got a call from Maine. We're going to go ahead and go to Gene in, out there in Maine. What's going on, Gene? Uh, well, uh, actually, so I have a long-time listener that was living in Connecticut, and now I've made a move to Maine. Awesome. Well. So anyway, um, but I am in a bit of a pickle in terms of um, the whole everything has kind of changed. I have my original devices that I brought with me. I'm still in the process of I need to update the laptop, and I think you've given me the latest specs, and I think I have them. Okay. But in the meantime, I'm also in a situation where, um, so my my actual um, internet is basically with my condo. It belongs to the condo. And yes, the condo association. Yep. Yep. Yes, with the association. So anyway, um, so and I can't have a landline phone, and I've always had a landline phone in addition to my cell phone. Okay. So now the question is, is that I feel like that's putting a lot of 
pressure on the fact that, yes, if I don't misplace my cell phone, I know you can do the, yeah. I have the iPhone, I can look it up and stuff. Right. But, and if we were to lose power or if I were to run out of power, which, right. who knows. But, so I was told that um, between Vonage and, is it Voice? B-O-I-T. Yeah, voiceover. Gene, hang on one sec. Coming to a hard break. Can you wait after the news? We'll continue? Yes. All right. We'll continue about voiceover IP with, with Gene. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tad. And I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And uh, we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. And then at 11 o'clock, Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. So stick around for that. And let's go back to Jean in Maine who wants to talk about voice over IP. Are you there, Jean? Yes, I am. All right. So voice over IP is a solution for you. Um, if you want to have a phone that's sitting like on a nightstand um, or your kitchen or wherever, basically that's what UMA is. That's what Vonage is. You know, you're, and you generally can keep your phone number. You can port it over to the voice over IP system. IP is internet oh. protocol. So you're going over your, data connection of your internet. Okay. Um, so that's how you do it. And uh, you can choose UMA and it's gonna they're going to just charge you the state and local taxes, the FCC charges, like six bucks a month. Um, and so what I did was I basically didn't cancel my, my landline. Right. Um, I basically, they said they would hold it. I'm still paying for the landline even though I'm not using it. Obviously, I'm not there. So um, they said that I could, you, what is it, you port it to or something? Yeah, it would get ported. Now, I don't know if they can port your number out of state because your area code is going to be a, a Connecticut area code you're trying to port. That might right. be problematic. Who knows? Dennis is not sure either. I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, I know. The person I spoke to at the time didn't necessarily think that would be a problem, but it could well be. I was surprised when she suggested it. Well, and there's, there's the other aspect of 911, right? So if you call 911 from an 860 area code and you're in Maine, well, the cops are not coming to the right place. Right? But I, if I had a regular phone, yeah, I mean, if I, my, since I haven't changed my cell number anyway, my cell number is still going to be 860. Fair enough, um, but there is technology that the the folks for nine one one are going to know where to find you generally when you do your cell generally. Um, yeah. But voice over IP, it, it, you have to make sure you configure that properly. So when you work with Vonage or you work with um, Uma, whoever you work with, they need to then say, okay, make sure this now this number is at this address. So okay. when you, when you dial it, the nine one one system works, and it's just getting more and more complicated. But yeah, you can do it. You can do voice over IP up in Maine and have if they if they port the number, you win. Yeah. So tell me um so I just go out on the internet and look up Vonage and um Vonage or uh, Uma. Yep. Well, we can Uma. we can provide and links. Both of them are basically okay, if you would do that, that'd be great. Yeah. Both of them are basically the same thing. It's just it's a matter of um which one you choose. Correct. Correct. And and they're going to provide hardware too. So you can have that phone in your kitchen that's connected to the Vonage or the or the UMA box that's going to turn that that handset into a connection to the internet for you. You're going to have a box you're going to have to interface your your internet with to do that. Right. 
but it'll be a different phone. In other words, I wouldn't go out and buy a, a new phone set. No, you, you, I would recommend you buy it through the provider, through Vonage or Got it. Uma. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, that's helpful. Good. And I'm, yeah, so I'm hoping I'm going to, and I'm still, I just want to make sure, so on your latest facts, I believe that what you had said, you had said was an i7 processor, 12 gig, gigabytes of memory or more. Um, 256 solid state, or has that gone up? 256 or 500. Our, our minimum specs would be a 500 SSD, 16 gigs of RAM, and an 11th Gen i5. But if you've got the extra cash for the i7, go ahead and spring it. So wait a minute. You said an i5. Go for an, a 7. Go for right? a 7, yep. Yeah. 11th Gen or better. 11th gen or better. Yeah, I think I have that. Yeah, the, the 11th gen is more important than whether it's an i5 or an i7. Mm-hmm. The 11th gen is, okay, because that's the latest generation. Uh, believe it or not, yeah. it's not, but uh, it's, well, it's, it's got to, it should be enough. that or better. Yeah, or better. Yeah, 11th generation or better. Okay, yeah, yeah I put that down. And um, basically, so none of the um, laptops that I would buy now would have. Um, basically a, a a drive right and optical optical drive most of them you will know, not no so i can but i can buy a separate one correct yes external yep external okay all right okay that's great you guys i miss you <laughs> <laughs> i'll i'll keep listening to you which is the advantage yep. <laughs> what we can do now at least sounds so good. that's great sounds good okay thanks so much i appreciate it you're welcome bye right, bye-bye all right, let's move on to Larry. Would you want us to bring something up? No, let's go on to Larry in Middletown next. What's happening, Larry? Oh, good morning. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. So um, I've been kind of paranoid recently about using QR codes. Uh, <laughs> good. Well, you should be. Okay. So if you open up, uh, you know, if you take your phone and you scan the QR code, it mm-hmm. says open in Chrome. Yep. So does the Chrome browser or whatever your default, uh, you know, device is, does it offer any protections against any um, malicious uh, activity on if it happens to be a false QR code? Maybe. Maybe a little. It might. <laughs> so here's the thing, Larry. So, well, here's the thing. So if I'm, if I'm an enterprising young hacker in Middletown, and uh, thanks to COVID, everyone stopped printing menus, right? And so they want you to scan the, the current beer list at your favorite bar. And so I'm an enterprising young hacker, and I say, you know what? I'm going to print a QR code that sends Larry to my website. And uh, it may not be – I can even make it look like a beer list, right? I'll do a website that looks like a beer list, and, and then in some way, shape, or form, I'll get you to input something to get a deal. You know, give me your email address. Give me this or that. Um, so, I mean – this is not too hard to think of sticking a QR code in any situation to figure out how to capture something from you, right? Whether it be a, you know, a parking space where they want you to pay prepay for parking and the bad guys are literally just taking your money and you're not paying for parking um, because all they did was stick a QR code on top of the QR code. <laughs> it's really not that hard. Um, so you should be paranoid about QR codes and, um, Heck, I was at a conference in Texas. Not sure if I said this or not, but we were in a in a, in a security meeting with a with a guy who went to federal prison for hacking, 
and uh, he was doing his demonstration and threw up a QR code randomly. It didn't even say anything. Just threw it up. Half the place is whipping their phones over to scan it. No way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yes. And we're all geeks. I didn't do it, but I could have, right? I'm not saying I'm any better than anybody else, right? But half the whole room goes and scans it. And the guy's like, why did you do that? I mean, once once it came up, it showed you your hack.com or whatever like that, or your owned (laughs) stupid stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, you should be scared of QR codes. Um, and, and just understand that it's just a matter of imagination for the, the quote-unquote hacker out there. And it only needs to be just a kid who can set up a website. You don't need to be – you can be, you know, anybody. You know, just imagination okay, is all you need. Under, I didn't understand that. And then what about smishing? Uh, I don't really – I mean, some of these smishing phone lines look really, you know, like Verizon. You saw where they're – you know, saying, hey, your Verizon bill's paid, click here to check. Right. Any ideas on what you can do there? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, Google in my Pixel 5 solution has done a great job blocking spam phishing attacks um, for me. So it all comes down to each carrier and what they're going to do to protect you. Um, so the other thought is who don't, don't click on anything coming through your your texts, right? I mean, you can't believe any of it. And you're like, hey, I didn't pay this bill. What's going on, right? You're going to click on it, and then they're going to send you, okay, log in here to check your account status, and you just gave them your account information. Right. If if you get it, the key is don't click the link. If you get a message from Verizon saying your bill is late, pay here. Or thank you for paying. Or thank you for paying, but you know you didn't make a payment, right. then you, don't, you ignore the message, and right. you call Verizon, or you go to Verizon. Their Horizon website, portal. yeah, and you don't you bypass the text, right? And you get the truth, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, thanks for the uh, information. Um, I just won't use QR codes and won't <laughs> click links on text. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, it's like you gotta be. It, you just or just be aware that you're ready to be a victim at any moment. We're all just we all are. We're, we're one, you know, beer away from that being a victim. That's all I can say. <laughs> okay. Hey, thanks. Have all right. A nice day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Um, it really is a good discussion because, you know, it, it, it stuff is easy to do, especially with QR codes. You can print those up yourself, make them yourself, have them go anywhere you want, make the website look just like what you want. I mean, you don't have to be that good at it. Um, you can steal logos. You can steal all this information right off the website. I'm not saying anything any hacker doesn't already know or any kid doesn't already know. Whoever wants to take your money doesn't already know. Right. Um, it comes down to us, you and I, and whether or not, not me and Dennis, but us in general. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our best for you, but it's not up to us. It's up to you guys. Uh, to real. You just got to be a cynical SOB out there. You can't believe anything coming at you and uh, assume all of it's out to get you. You know, anything that says thank you for anything, <laughs> no matter how polite they are, you got to think they're trying to get you. And um, if you don't, you're just the latest victim. Um, so obviously the 2FA and all that kind of stuff is good for you to do, but I don't know. It's it's awful out there. Um, we've had stories about it. So do you, why don't you bring up before we go to break that story about Chromium, because I kind of alluded to it. Oh, yes. During the, um, during the Google saying they're the best uh, story we brought up. Oh, uh, Google... Uh, released a, a patch for chromium yeah and because microsoft edge is using chromium as its base they've had to patch it 
Yep. Um, there's a dangerous exploit out there, and um, if you're using Chrome, better get it patched. So all you got to do is go to your up in the upper light, right-hand corner of the ellipses that are in there and mm -hmm. go down and click on About. Right. And Chrome will update. And the About dialog itself will do the update for you. Right, so do it's that. It's very easy. That's one thing I have to say about Google. They did a good job making it easy to keep Chrome up to date. But you got to do it yourself. Well, it, it, it'll actually update in the Eventually. background, too, natural, yeah. uh, you know, over time. And it's only a few days, but that few days could be... Could be risky. Right. So, so. yep, Google's got their issues, too. We're going to step out for a quick break. we got four lines open for you. Feel free to get online. I'll not use the 800 number if I can remember. 860-522-9842. I've been saying that 800 number for 27 years, so it's going to be hard to break. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab, and uh, we have a few minutes left here before we go to the top of the hour and Dr. Alessi, but let's go right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us right away. Let's go to Steve in uh, New Hartford first. What's going on, Steve? Yeah, hi, Eric. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Our pleasure. The other day I was on my computer searching for a, a part for my lawnmower, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I got this warning of beeping, uh, flashing on the screen, saying, warning, uh, uh, you're, you're going to be hacked. Mm -hmm. Call the number, so it's going to. It says you have to call a certain number to get it, uh, get out of it. You didn't call the number, did you? No, no. Oh. I'm very skeptical of this stuff. Good. But it was difficult to even shut the computer down. Well, yes, because it what it did is it made Chrome that you went to a scripted page or you loaded like an advertisement or something that triggered a script that told Chrome to take focus of the computer. It went to full screen. And it also disabled keyboard inputs, so you can't interact with Chrome using, you know, like the alt keys or anything. Right. And right, right. it makes it seem as if the computer is frozen. It is not. Everything else is still running in the background, but mm -hmm. you've gotten Chrome in the front and it's taken over. It's called the browser hide. Yeah. What you do with that is you hit Control Delete, Launch Task Manager, and you kill your browser, whichever one it is that you're running at that moment. I did uh, go to Task Manager, and I couldn't seem to do anything. I went back to that screen again. Oh, well, you mean you killed it, and then you loaded the browser again, and it went back? Or no? Well, I, yeah, I, 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 I killed it, but it was it just flashed back wow. automatically. So you so could I have, finally got you to a screen on the side where it says shut it off. So I shut the computer down, and when I restarted, everything's okay again. Okay, so it loaded oh, itself in cache. All right, it right, it was cached in memory. So, so you got it. You took care of it. So, but that's a browser hijack. You went somewhere by accident, right? So, if you had Open DNS running, Steve, which I suspect you do not, I don't. I know you don't. I can tell I don't because you ended up where you ended up, and I've been telling yeah, you the, right. how long you've been listening to this show, Steve. <laughs> oh, I've been listening a number of years when I can. All right. Normally, Saturday mornings are difficult to listen to. What I hear you. That's why we're podcasted, so you can get us anytime. So. You could have prevented this by using most likely prevented this. I'll never an IT guy will almost never speak in absolutes. Only, right, only a Sith does that. We won't go there. Um, we're 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 about ninety five percent sure that the technology that we're going to tell you to use is going to protect you. So if you use Open mm -hmm. DNS, it wouldn't have allowed you to go wherever yeah. you went that right. got you this trick. So yep. get that implemented, Steve. We just put yeah, a link up today. To. You yeah, nothing else. Earlier this According morning, to that, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna 
do something my computer and get all my information, which it can't really if I shut it down. Well, it's all lie. They're, they want it's, you to they yeah, want you to call the number. Yeah, and then yeah. they're gonna then they're gonna take your credit card and swindle you at about a three hundred fifty dollars, faking a big issue, making it look like they're helping you, and they literally are a business somewhere sitting in the third world, ready to take your card. Yeah, and they even will have a call center. Yeah, so you didn't fall for it. You didn't call the number. Thank goodness. Good deal. Good, good. So you did I'm one glad. thing. You did one thing right. <laughs> yeah, I don't fall for a lot of that stuff. That's good. But get that open DNS going, you wouldn't even have had the issue. You yeah. wouldn't have been impacted. We've we've already okay. posted links uh on the website and Mike G got it out on uh Facebook and Twitter uh earlier this morning, so you should be able to get those. Very good. All right, Steve. Do it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So be careful out there, guys. I mean, web filtration is something you should be doing. That's what OpenDNS gives you. It's free. It leverages a tool from Cisco, and it's a very powerful tool that then we leverage even for our business clients. So if you're a business out there and you let your people surf anywhere they want, that can happen to them too, but it can be much worse. Instead of tricking them into paying 350 bucks to have a fake guy tell him he's got a problem with his computer, they can ransom your entire network, lock it down, and if you don't have a good backup, well, even if you did have a good backup, you have to have every every workstation ready to be restored, and that's going to take weeks um, in some cases, depending on how many people you have. So you need web filtration. It's, it's like the it's the most basic of basic things you need to have to protect your systems these days. I'm going to try to get Joe in real quick. Joe, we got, we're got coming up against a hard stop here. So what do you got real quick? Uh, well, I'll call next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week, Joe. Okay. All right. Have bye-bye. All right. Joe's going to talk to us next week. So we'll talk a little bit more about security. So uh, any kind of web filtration you can put in your system, OpenDNS is one of the better ones, um, will keep you on a more safe internet, right? So think of the internet, the information superhighway, as Mr. Gore used to call it, right, as he invented it, right? So you got the information superhighway. It's wide open. Everyone's driving on the information superhighway. When you go over to a web, filter, a web filter, we block all the crazies, right? So as you see people flying by you at 90 miles an hour, they're not going to be there anymore. You're going to be driving down a nice HOV lane that's just safer. All right? It's not perfect, but it's safer. So you won't end up taking an off-ramp to some bad place on the Internet because the filter is going to say, oh, oh, we don't allow this. And you could, of course, defeat the filter by saying, well, all right, it's my filter. I'm going to go ahead and allow myself to go there. Well, that's your own fault. That's like you know, flying through the windshield without your seatbelt. Keep driving without a seatbelt. You're going to fly through the windshield again. So if you make those choices, that's you. Um, but but the OpenDNS can give you the ability not only to protect you from the bad sites, but if you're a parent, and yeah, you can control the content to some degree too. To a great degree, you can block any kind of type of website you'd like within your network. Anything you wouldn't be proud of on your network, you can block. You can block social media. You can block the TikToks. You can block all that all that stuff if you want to. Of course, your your kids are going to probably revolt, but that's up to you. You're a parent. <laughs> um, you can also limit when the internet's even working. Right, so the kids aren't up till two in the morning, you know, watching videos or whatever they're doing. Um, so again, as long as they don't have cell service, you can do all this as a parent. So consider OpenDNS both a parental tool and a way to protect you from the internet. So I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. I want to thank our producer Carolyn and Joey uh, back there for doing their job running the show. Uh, I want to thank Mike G for posting everything live over at Twitter and Facebook. Dennis is posting it here through our website. It's over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. And if you follow us on Facebook, if you like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, and Zuckerberg deems our news worthy, and you're not in Australia, it may get into your news feed. It may. Just maybe. 
Feel free to like us uh, as well over at uh, WTIC's page as well so that more folks get to see the videos. And uh, as we always say, we want you to be geeks too. See you guys next Saturday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.